0: last time with heavenly Prevent us from even
1: doing the work of god wow. like we think how can i preach salvation to someone when i'm not taking my salvation seriously mm. when i keep making the same mistakes but god doesn't remember these mistakes at all and all have sinned to come short of the glory of god god anticipates that we're going to flop every time that we come <laughs> to god He's like, oh yeah i knew you were going to do that i was just waiting for you to come back to me like i already knew this was going to happen but um. It's like we can't be limited by our sins and everything, because there's so much more work that has to be done. There's so many more people that have to be saved, and when we get bogged down by our sins, it just completely distracts us from the work. The greater
2: work is actually at hand.
3: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Heavenly Gaze. I'm Elizabeth, and today we're going to be talking about the love of God, how that's changed our lives, others' lives, and just life in general for each of us individually.
2: So, hey guys, it's Una, and I thought as though before we even start discussing um, loving others and how we can love others, we should talk about why we should love others. So, the simple answer to that is because God is love. So, that scripture just kind of says that, all. it's like, love isn't just something that God does, it is who he is. It's his very nature and his essence, and it infuses into all of his other attributes. So, like, justice and wrath, love is always at the centre of that. And since in Genesis, we know that we were made in the image and likeness of God, we know that we were made from love to love. So we always have an innate desire within ourselves as humans to love others. And we can see that in popular culture as well. So like in books, movies, shows, everything, love is always kind of like a recurring theme. But the difference between the love that God shows us and the love that culture shows us is that God's love is perfect. It can't be earned through good works. So like doing good isn't going to make God love you more or less. Like God's love is constant and it can't be lost through sin. Like there's a scripture, I think it's, um, one second. Oh, Psalm um, chapter 103. So as far as the East is from the West, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. So that just kind of shows that like God's love is constant. It doesn't matter what you've been doing, what nonsense you've been up to. God is always going to love you. So, and I feel as though the ultimate expression of God's love is Jesus. Because whilst we're still, still sinners, Christ died for us. And, you know, when we receive salvation, when we open our hearts to God's love, um, the spirit fills our hearts with this love. And we're able to give onto others what has been given to us. We're no longer given from a place of emptiness, from a place of um, love where culture is the motive behind all of it. But we're given from a place of love where God's perfect love has been given onto us and we can give onto others.
3: And I just want to focus on the key, a couple of key scriptures, but first and foremost, Mark 12 that says, in 30, that says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind and with all your strength. And then Jesus goes on to say the second commandment is this, love your neighbor as yourself. And again, Jesus said the same thing in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine: 39, love your neighbor as yourself. And so I think the key thing I kind of wanted to focus on today is that line as yourself. I find that many of us struggle with loving our neighbors as we love ourselves because we haven't yet learned to love ourselves. I can't give you what I don't have. And so if I don't have any love for myself, how can I possibly show that to another person? Yeah. Yeah. And this topic for me comes from like a personal situation. I find myself, I was getting annoyed at myself for not having accomplished something. And like, I felt like I hadn't moved on from certain things and I was on a walk with God. And he was just telling me like, Elizabeth, I'm patient with you. So why aren't you patient with yourself? I'm kind to you. So why aren't you kind to Mm. yourselves? Mm. and I find that many times when our friends go through sad times or hard times we can comfort them we can encourage them when it comes to us we don't do the same for ourselves uh, yeah and I really had to think about this that line Jesus said love the Lord your God with all your heart etc etc and love your neighbor as yourself so right in between loving God and loving your neighbor is you loving yourself
1: Mm -hmm. you are the bridge
3: Mm. but could it be the reason people may struggle to love others is because they haven't fully received or allowed, even allowed the love of God to enter into their hearts? Like I said,
2: mm.
3: I can only give you what I have. I can't give you 10 pounds if I don't have 10 pounds. Mm, and so, yeah. likewise, I can't show you the love of God if I haven't received it for myself first and foremost. And I just wanted to speak about practically, how do you love yourself? loving yourself isn't actually about self funnily enough it's not a selfish love in fact it's all about god because we understand as Una said that god is love and i think that paul did such a great job of explaining how love in first corinthians you know one four, um love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not honor others it is not self-seeking It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Practically, just replace the love and it with your name and start living out this truth. Because I believe that Mm, loving yourself is about first receiving the love of God into your heart. It's about Mm. adorning yourself in his love for you, being one with God in intimacy and worship. And from that place, God fills you up. But Mm -hmm. it begins with God, you know, in that secret place, that alone time you have with God. It's just you and him, the bridegroom and his bride. And God pours out Mm -hmm. his presence. He washes your heart with his his word. He renews your mind and he saturates you in all that he is. And naturally Mm -hmm. from that, you will want to give out to your neighbors because you've been so filled up first with Mm -hmm. his love and his presence. But yeah, it most definitely begins with first receiving his love and understanding what that actually means to you.
2: Wow. 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 I think
0: that's so that's powerful what like mm-hmm. Una and Elizabeth have both said. They mm-hmm. both talk about like knowing God first. Like because you know that God is love, like Una literally said that we are made in his image so we are made to love and to be loved but as elizabeth mm. said we can never give from an empty vessel if your mm. drink is empty there's nothing to mm. give everyone's going to be it's thirsty good. like we're going to be here thirsty for love but if you receive love mm. from jesus christ if you let him to feel, if you allow his love to be shed abroad in your heart if you're filled by him then it becomes easy for you to go out and pass out what you've received to others so yeah, it's like you know, in lunch, if I have nothing to give, if I've got no extra snacks to give you, then we're all going to be here hungry. <laughs> but it's because I'm my mum has given me for a that packed lunch full of jollof rice and drinks and I snacks. Late. I can be sharing it to everyone else. You know uh, what
4: I mean? Yeah. We used to go
1: hungry. Uh, I went hungry.
4: a couple of days fasting in second
1: No, year no. we actually
4: used to go hungry. My okay, us, but Yeah, last was my supplier
1: last did not even eat herself but yeah um I think it's so interesting what Elizabeth said like how can you love others when you don't love yourself especially how we're so critical of ourselves and it's like it's almost like we're lying like it's like you know when like for example if you're like if you have a test yeah and um let's say you're like a Straight A student. Let's say you're Lasks, yeah? Let's say you're Lashar. Let's say you're you get... <laughs> okay, right.
0: I receive it in Jesus' name. That,
1: that I'm going to. anointed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I receive it. But let's say you're Lasks and you get a B. And then, um, God, obviously, that's babe. not good enough. That's not good enough. <laughs> and then someone else gets a B. And then Lasha's upset about her B. But then someone else is celebrating. And then someone's like, <laughs> that person is like, Lasks, what's wrong? And she's like, oh, I got a B. And then the person's like, oh, i got to be as well. And is like, oh my gosh, that's so good. But it's like, it's you're not happy. <laughs> <It's me. laughs> you're not happy with your bees. So it's yeah. like the same thing. Um, if you're so critical of yourself, yeah, and you don't love yourself Ooh. because, you know, you're saying, oh, Ooh. you know, how can but you the have same goals, these characteristics?
4: Yeah. Okay. And you're comforting oh, wow. others, saying
1: it's okay, you know, um, like lifting others up saying be yourself whatever you know what the world says but I don't necessarily believe in that but (laughs) you're saying um, you know all these good things trying to uplift others trying to show love to others but you can't show love to yourself it's Mm. almost like a lie like Mm. how can you truly you know how can you truly be saying I I love you and you know all of this trying to show compassion when you're really criticising yourself about the same things
4: Mm. so yeah wow wow Wow. it's powerful I think for me, personally, when I look at how we love others, I, I think of it mainly from our identity perspective. Um, straight off the bat, I just want to get this clear. Our new reality in Christ Jesus is the righteousness of God in him. And so love is our trademark. So if we read First uh, Corinthians 5, verse 17, Second uh, Corinthians, apologies. Um, it's a verse that a lot of you know, a lot of you saved guys out there. No, it's therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so we need to realize that that's our new reality. We can't be living in that old mindset, thinking that we, you know, we're still walking in, in sin and all, all sorts. We need to realize the realities of our new nature in Christ Jesus. Mm. And then later on in verse 21, the same chapter, uh, we see, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so um, I just wanted to highlight that straight off the bat. Where am I going with this? I'm going um, to how we love others. And that's that's based entirely on our identity. So now that we know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, love is our trademark. You know, we're not trying to, we're not striving and, you know, working our hardest to, to love others. but It's an overflow from that sort of, you know, identity that we have in Christ. So it's no longer, oh, I must do this, I must do that. Um, That's our new nature. It comes naturally to us. Okay, so and we love we love him because he first loved us, and if we love him, as I believe, um, was it Una who touched on this earlier? If we love him, we will keep his word. And actually, I think it, that was Elizabeth. Yeah. So, what are his commandments for us? He says literally that the first commandment is to love the Lord our God with all our mind, you know, heart, soul, strength. And the second is to love our neighbor as ourselves, as Elizabeth touched on. So from that place of identity, knowing who we are in him, we are now able to love others. And in Romans 5, 5, you know, the Bible says the love of God was poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We have that love already in us. It's not about Lord, help me to love others. Help me to love you. No, we love him already because he first loved us. So it's not about striving anymore. We wow. come from that place of realization that this is my new nature in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to expound on, on the fact that love serves. In the New Testament, Meaning, the word that you see for love is the agape love. And that really just means a selfless love, the highest form of love. It's not about emotion, as you see in the amplified version. It's not a love of emotion and, oh, I feel this for you. No, it's about self-denial for that person. It's about putting that person before yourself. And um, we see this in First John 3, 16. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay our lives down for the brethren. And how do we do this? Again, back to that identity, we know that because Christ loves us, we're able to live from that love. The, the love of God has already been shed abroad in our hearts. So we know it's already in there. It's not about, Lord, help me to love. We have that love within us. If God is love, according to 1 John 4, verse 8, and our lives are hidden with Christ and God, then we know that if Christ dwells in us, then so does love. Why? Again, because God is love. And so if love lives within us, we can then express that love to, that love to others. And also, um, on the topic of service, I wanted to touch on Matthew 20, verse 28, which says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. That just shows us, that's literally the template for love. Christ Jesus, he gave his life for many we ought to serve just as Christ served, okay, we're not to be self-seeking, we're not to be vain and you know, passing ourselves up, it's about service and we can only mm, do that I believe, no. once we know our, our identity in him, it's not about our wow, oh,
2: you yeah. know, if
4: I spend 10 hours in prayer today, I just might gain enough of God's, God's love to sort of pour it wow. out of his Wow.
3: no okay, no amount of
4: fasting or prayer can either add or take away an ounce of God's love towards us. Mm-hmm. Why? Wow. Mm. First John, um, John three sixteen. For God wow. so loved the world. Okay, this is all in the past. Before in eternity past, before the foundations of the world was laid, God loved you. He saw you, the Shah, the cow, precious wow. Una. He saw you mm. guys and he said, okay, mm-hmm. I know that this is going to happen at some point in their life, but regardless, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that upon me and crucify it to my cross, and he did that before we were even conceived, thousands of years mm. before our family our ancestors, our great grandparents were even conceived. And so we ought to realize that when we think of God's love. And I think it's also interesting that a lot of the times in Paul's letters, um, in Romans for instance, while you were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Past tense, okay, once wow. we have been wow. translated from the kingdom of darkness into light, we have that love indwelling in us. So it's not about mm-hmm. our Paul at no point says pray Um, you know for God's love pray that God will love you today or um, fast for 10 hours or fast for I don't know 21 days to earn God's love no it's already in the past in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sin
1: hey guys it's Lashar here and this has been Heavenly Gaze on today's episode we've been talking about love what it means to love God and what it means to love others I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode And be sure to tune in to the next one. God bless you. Bye.